This podcast is a production of KALW Public Media. We're listener-supported. You can make a donation at KALW.org. Now, enjoy the show. KALW. This is TBH. I'm Samuel Getacho. This podcast is made by, about, and for teenagers, and for anybody else who wants to hear what's on our minds. Today's topic is social consciousness and the difference between activism and slacktivism. I personally have a very complicated relationship with the term activist. As someone who has some experience with community organizing, I have trouble accepting it as a label for myself, partially because I feel like I simply haven't earned it. It feels like a heavy title, and it's one that I've recently stopped claiming because it seems to carry so many implications, especially now. There's a quote I really like from Winter Brienne, a young organizer and a friend of mine. She always says that she isn't an activist, she's just active, because activists feels like a title that has to be earned, while just being active is something that anyone can do. With the newfound potential for virality that the internet has created, the activist world has become more accessible, yes, but it has also begun to draw more and more people who seem to be seeking clout over impact. And something that surprised me in the time that I've spent in so-called activist spaces is how many of the people we revere as activists don't actually have any tangible goals or impact. They just post a lot. Slacktivism is largely possible because of social media, so let's bring it back to social media. We got stories from over 100 San Francisco high school students about how they think they interact with their phones. And we'll hear from a few right now who've had some positive experiences. Hello, my name is Cameron Hutchinson, and I am a junior attending Abraham Lincoln High School. The biggest effect of social media is the connectedness I feel because I am aware on what my friends and peers are doing around me. It informs us on the latest news and stories, which we can use for discussion with our friends. I specifically use Instagram to consume news and information around me. My name is Pretty Sims, and I go to Galileo, and I'm a sophomore. So my story is when I was... 11 my dad got me an iphone 6 and i didn't really know what to do at first i just had it and i was just like hmm what should i do and so i saw i had youtube so i started out by watching um vloggers and it like made me figure out what i thought was funny and then as i got older i started watching makeup videos and stuff like that like tutorials on drawing and guitar and music as well and yeah it helped me express myself and figure out who i was my name is fuvo i am a sophomore at burton high school once at a doctor appointment i was 10 years old and my doctor told me that i was obese my parents didn't care less that i was obese because they thought i was fine the way i was i felt worried about my health but I didn't know how to properly take care of myself. When I first started trying to lose weight, I just basically starved myself because that was all I knew. So I looked up on YouTube how to lose weight. After using what I learned from YouTube, I noticed a decrease in weight and surprisingly an increase in muscle. Now I go to the gym six times a week and researching about exercise and nutrition became my hobby. Social media is also an easier way to connect to people. I can just text the people I want to talk to instead of having to go to the house or send mail. So social media simply just made life easier. And yes, I do use social media too much, but it's for a good cause. 
Social media has revolutionized how activists get messages out into the world. The Black Lives Matter and Me Too movements both began as hashtags. But many of the people who post on Instagram or tweet about social justice online have no plans to join protests or organize offline. Their passive posting is just hashtag activism or slacktivism. Cho Song Tenzin is one of my classmates at Oakland Technical High School. She sought to understand the difference between being woke behind a screen and being woke in real life. You could say seeming woke sells. Market research shows that young people support companies with a purpose. The razor company Gillette released an ad calling out toxic masculinity. And a lot of people found this message empowering. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. But others wondered what razors had to do with the Me Too movement. Then there was that infamous Pepsi commercial. Kendall Jenner hands a cop a Pepsi during a protest. The cop cracks open the drink and the crowd cheers. This was mocked on Saturday Night Live. Look, I gotta go. I'm on the set of my Pepsi commercial. Um, I stopped the police from shooting black people by handing them a Pepsi. I know, it's cute, right? Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter responded with a tweet saying, if only daddy would have known about the power of hashtag Pepsi. Some people I know are blatantly fake woke. I've heard people I know make homophobic slurs. Then they'd post photos of themselves at the pride parade on Instagram. I was frustrated and angry. A lot of students at Oakland Tech feel the pressure to seem politically aware. After the Parkland shooting, I joined thousands of students for the national walkout against gun violence. Uh, I want to do a really quick activity. Can you raise your hand if, if you've ever been affected by gun violence? Look around. So many of us. Can you raise your hand if you know someone who has been killed by gun violence? I supported the march, but I also felt pressure to speak out about gun control because it seemed like the right thing to do and because my classmates were doing it. But I also felt like I didn't know about gun laws or policies that could end gun violence. I do care a lot about other issues like equal pay and immigration rights. But if I want to educate others, I need to educate myself. Speaking out about issues I don't know a lot about can be dangerous. Just starting the conversation isn't enough. And that's, that's a problem. Sabah Harris also went to Oakland Tech. She's my older sister's best friend. Her mom is an activist and the founder of the Attitudinal Healing Connection Center in West Oakland. The space helps young people find creative outlets through art. So she's involved in her community. But, she says, that doesn't give her the right to claim wokeness. Being woke is a process. I don't, I think people use it as like an adjective to describe like you've reached enlightenment, like you understand systematic racism. Sabah has seen how social media can be a powerful tool for black organizers. The hashtag Black Lives Matter exploded on social media, and it became a rallying cry around the country. And that hashtag is still used at least 17,000 times a day. I think it really had this conversation starting like, do Black Lives Matter? But Sabah says, for some, the conversation online is where it ends. Black culture is trendy. Do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. 
If we look at Migos, Cardi B, they've turned it into something that's cool. And people want to be cool because it makes you accepted by your peers and those who are around you. So I think that people attempt to be woke and end up being fake woke because they're just trying to um, appeal to the masses and be liked. Nicholas Mirzoff has studied how digital media affects how we see the world. He's a professor at New York University. He says to understand this current age of digital activism, you have to go back to 1972. That was the year the first photo showing the entire Earth was shot from space. This galvanized activists around the world. That photograph just opened a new way of understanding who we were and where we lived. And it came at a moment where globalization was beginning, uh, environmentalism was beginning, and it seemed to encapsulate all of those possibilities for people. But that was nearly 50 years ago. There are at least 700 million Snapchat photos sent every day. He says we're so saturated by images that photos rarely leave a lasting impact, like that snapshot of Earth once did. You know, what we see very commonly now is a photograph appears, it creates a storm for a day or two, and then a week later, if you ask somebody about it, they probably have trouble remembering exactly what you were talking about. He says he's no longer sure that films and photos can bring accountability or justice. Eric Garner's death was captured by cell phone footage in 2014. The footage shows him saying, I can't breathe, repeatedly while a cop holds him in a chokehold. Outrage here in New York City. A police officer will not face federal charges in the choking death of Eric Garner five years ago. A video of the incident shows... We can sort of say that we are in a peculiar moment where seeing is no longer believing. But Nicholas is still hopeful. There are more young people than ever before on this planet, and he sees many of these young people protesting on the streets. Personally, I've encountered fake woke people everywhere. But there are at least a few informed people I do know who are working to change the world. Simone Ufana is 19 years old and the creator of a coloring book called Color Her Story. Each page depicts an influential woman of color. She uses her platform at Color Her Story on Instagram to inform her audience about social issues today. So I'm definitely reaching um, a healthy big amount of people and that's growing. And it's a great way to get messages out. It's so instant and fast and I can reach all these different communities instantly. Simone says that educating online and taking action in real life go hand in hand. So not only taking up space with your voice on social media, but taking up space with your body and with your being in these physical spaces that need our bodies there, that need activists there for people to speak out and disrupt. I've come to realize that being woke is about constantly learning, not thinking you know enough. The people I've talked to for this story all stress the importance of taking time to create change. Liking, retweeting, sharing can only go so far. That story was reported by Cho Song Tenzin. She's a senior at Oakland Technical High School.
I was actually one of the organizers of the walkout against gun violence that Chosong mentioned. I felt a sort of pressure to help organize. I was already a student leader involved with student government, so people looked to me in a way, and I didn't want to disappoint. It wasn't that I didn't believe wholeheartedly in what I was doing, but I fell into my leadership role more than I sought it out. Later on, I felt a need to recuse myself from that role, not because I stopped caring about gun violence prevention, but because I didn't have a personal tie to the issue, I felt like an imposter. And another thing, I've always been uncomfortable with the way social media allows for the sensationalism of violence. People have begun to think that simply sharing videos of black people being murdered by law enforcement is activism, when really all it does is desensitize us as a society to images of black death. And this isn't to say that there is no value to sharing activist messages through social media, but your activism shouldn't end there. You've been listening to TBH, a podcast from KALW Public Radio. Thank you to all the teenagers who took part in producing this show. Holly J. McDeed edited and taught, and Kristen McCandless edited, taught, and engineered the show, with help from James Rollins and Gabe Graben. Art and music by Awan Mance and Dode Anthony. Shireen Adol manages the content. Ben Trefney is the executive director. In the next episode, we're talking about commerce, culture, and sneakerheads. Uh, it seemed like an easy way to make money, like a fast, easy way to make money. So I was like, oh, I could just buy these sneakers and make like a quick 40, 50 bucks off of it. And that's just scratching the surface of sneaker culture. You'll hear plenty more next time on TBH. And we're hoping you'll spread the word too. Tell your friends about our podcast and give us a rating and a review on your podcast provider. Thanks for listening and tune in again. I'm your host, Samuel Getacho. TBH is a production of KALW Public Media. You can support our programming at KALW.org. Click Donate Now. Thanks.